Hello everyone, my name is Farrell Tohami and I'm the podcast editor here at the State Press. With me are two opinion columnists, Alexia Sais and Kellen Moore, who will both be debating over the topic of free college in the U.S. Alexia will be arguing for free college, while Kellen will be arguing against. The format goes as follows. Each speaker will have two and a half minutes each to make the case for their arguments. Then they'll be given a five minute period to go more in depth and dissect each other's points. And then both sides will be given 30 seconds to make their closing statements. With all of that being said, we have Alexia going first. So I'm starting off with the arguments that are for uh, free college and making the case for universal free tuition for all. And my first argument is that for here, especially like in the United States, we live in one of the richest countries in the world, if not the richest country in the world. And things such as tuition, healthcare, things that can be easily can easily have money allocated to them is something like that should be put in perspective and like, you know, think we should think outside of, you know, just regular funding towards these programs, but also be thinking what can we do to make these things better and to make the condition of people better in general and especially like poor and working class people. We're the richest country in the world and I think because of that fact we can easily allocate as much money as we need to have this resource available for everyone. And education is like so fundamental. It's how people move up in society and I think if we believe in those like so-called American values of moving up in society and if we believe in you know that social mobility then we should believe in free college because I think that's the first step if you want to address like any inequality, if you want to address, you know, the growing issue of like poverty. And if you want to like make sure, you know, hey, like I want to make sure that generations after me um, are assured this education. And it would still, of course, be, you know, something that is methodically planned out. Like if if you want to go to college, you can, you don't have to, it's not going to be like, in, in my vision of it, it's not like you're forced to go to school. It's just like you can go to school if you want to go to school and, you know, move up in society as much as you can. And to me, really, like, free education is the bare minimum because there's a whole system, I think, that's, like, corrupt. And I think one of the first things to address the really corrupt system is going towards the regeneration of people who keep coming as a result of that system, and that's, like, through education. All right. Thank you, Alexia. And now moving on to Kellen, and your timer starts now. I do believe that free college is well-intended, but um, without like completely changing our current system, I'm just not sure if it is feasible right now. I also kind of have a problem with, in the my view in the um, research I've done, it seems like it mostly only helps people in the upper class. If you look at the percent of people who hold debt, um, in the highest quartile, um, they take up 34% of the debt, while the lowest quartile only owes about 12%. I think that when it comes to free tuition, I think we often think of a narrative of poor middle class people owing like 100 plus K in debt, but usually the people who are taking on like higher amounts of debt are in the upper class and also have pursued like graduate degrees and usually are very much being able to afford to take on that debt and pay it off later. In fact, only 28% of student debt is actually held by people with bachelor degrees, while 48 are held by people with graduate degrees. And I also think if this was implemented, it would also require a radical change in our system that I don't think that schools are going to be prepared for. For example, like people taking advantage of withdrawals, there's an incentive right now to make sure that you don't 
take a withdrawal because if you do, you're going to end up having to pay for that later, ideally. So I think that like over the issue of people double majoring, taking advantage of withdrawing, how long they're going to go to school. I've heard of price tags on free tuition, but when it's actually implemented, is it going to be a lot more unaffordable because of people potentially taking advantage of it? And then I also think that like, you know, if you look at countries like Germany, they have entirely different systems. Even though they have free college, it's much more selective of who they let in and they kind of put people on a track from fourth grade. So I think that there are other ways to make sure college is affordable, more funding the FAFSA, and other alternatives to make sure that poor people are getting the education that they need and the funding that they need, while also making sure rich people have to pay. So now we move on to the portion where we have five minutes of the both of you discussing each other's points and debating over what you disagree with. The first thing I sort of wanted to address is it's really like, it is like an issue when you bring up rich people having to continue to pay for their education, you know, and I think that's an important point to bring up. But the thing with universal free education is that it's it's more so of uh, something that's for everyone. Even though like someone is rich, for example, they would still like be able to. But I think taking into account like how we would implement this policy of free college is looking at how much we would be taxing billionaires and like millionaires people like in the upper one percentile and stuff like that. And I think their buying power, if they were taxed enough, would dramatically decrease. The market price for that would like, in a way, be leveled out in a more equal playing field. And it wouldn't completely equal out, but it would be much more like, I'm sort of at the same level as like poor and working class people. And really it is about like sort of looking at how much we would be taking like from these rich people. Because like right now, how we tax people is based not really on the fact that we have this really widening gap of wealth inequality and I think that should also be taken to, into account too is that you know the rich are getting richer the poor are getting poorer and because of that there's a sacrifice that I think needs to be made like on the part of people who have money like to sort of you know give give back like that's a lot of the money that they make is money that they take from like their workers for example if they're like a really rich employer and they have like a family they want to send their child off to Harvard but if you look at that and like you imagine like okay they have all this money and they have all this money because people are working for them it's like you know working class people and poor people deserve it more in that sense. No I totally agree like I think if I take a look at my ideal education system and like the affordability I'd probably put it in a way that Lower class people or, you know, people who really can't afford it would have most, if not all, of their education paid for. Middle class would pay ideally to as much as they could afford, while rich people would pay for the full amount. I just, I think my biggest concern is like looking at countries that have implemented universal college or like free college tend to be a little more selective, like I was saying with Germany, but also like even with Cuba, I was looking up that higher education from 2010 to 2015 dropped from almost a million to under 600,000 because of necessary cuts that they had in education and because of the economy for their situation. So um, I think that's my biggest worry. I do want to make sure that students are going to college and that money should not be a factor in them not pursuing a degree. But at the same time, universal free college might not be that solution. I want to bring up that Cuba point again because yeah. I think that's a really good case study just because Cuba is in such like a important position. They are part of like the global south. They have had to face imperialism for a really, really long time. Um, also, I believe there's still economic sanctions 
being put against you know Cuba and despite that they are still able to like have a pretty decent education system actually the best uh, education system in Latin America which if you take that into perspective it's like wow like that's a pretty much a really great achievement and I think a lot of that is to be credited to their free tuition program and I think we, it, the circumstances would be a lot more different here in the United States again like we're not we don't have any sanctions against us right now by a higher economic power and we have more of that option to have these things like free tuition and so the fact that like a country like Cuba can still accomplish something like that and us having not even taken that first step I think looking at that parallel is, I think it should be taken into perspective how just how much can be accomplished with you know free education because I brought up before but like potential of people taking advantage of you know maybe like people who like are double or triple majoring or going to school constantly or taking a long time to get their degree do you think that that could potentially be abused in the American system if it was implemented now without change I think if you look that argument can be like put towards like welfare programs there's uh-huh. the argument that if you give people free food and like uh, with food stamps that they're going to take advantage of that they're going to get too much food they're going to get junk food and I think that's looking a bit too much into like the what ifs instead of like seeing like all right let's try this and let's see how it works because other countries have done it and that's not necessarily been the case where there's like this huge influx of people just randomly getting like master's degrees and not finishing or just taking advantage of it it's more so like how are the poor people operating now that you know they have these resources that they didn't have before Okay, so moving on to closing statements, Kellen, you can go first this time. Yeah, I do think we do have like a great education system. I think my biggest worry, though, would be looking at the countries that implement free college, um, like Germany, for example. My biggest worry is like college becoming very selective or like people predetermining your route without you deciding. I think a system where we can build upon the programs we have now can keep people's, you know, choices and not predestinations by certain governments while also making sure that they can go to school too for cheap. And Alexia? Uh, I just want to close with a fundamentally believe, you know, free college and free healthcare and stuff like that. That's all stuff that is incredibly important. And again, it's it's more so of like a human, right? Uh, There are certain things that we're spending on right now, like in the U.S., that shouldn't be spent on as much like the military budget. Um, And I think, for example, if we were to, you know, spend more on our education, invest more in our like children, that we could have uh, a good future and like we could see a lot better things coming out from, from the U.S. Well, I think that went really well, so thank you both for coming onto the podcast and having a respectful discussion. And for the State Press, I'm Farrell Tohami.